0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen? You're in for a show today. We have a lot to talk about in the Philadelphia sports world. From the Flyers' disappointing series with the Penguins to the promising Sixers' playoff run against the Heat, local NCAA drama, all the way through to the upcoming excitement of the NFL Draft this Thursday with our first podcast as Philadelphia Sports Nation. Join us on the ride and hop on the bandwagon. So, guys, get a load of this. Amari Spellman and Dante DiVincenzo opt to enter the NBA draft without signing an agent rather than just staying with Villanova. Now, there is a chance that they still do remain with the team with not signing the agent, but what do you boys take on that?
1: I don't know. I think it's a good, uh, good thing for them. They can definitely see where their draft stock is, but... I think they should definitely take winning over money at this point, because I think they could definitely go right. back to the national championship with the team that they have now. Plus, you got Quinterly coming in, probably one of the best guard prospects they've had in a while. Probably well, since Shalem Bronson. Since Jalen Bronson, Bronson, yeah. But I, I get it. They want to see where their draft stock is, and I guess hopefully they'll, well, uh, I mean, I don't know. They'll get... Hopefully they get first round grades. I mean, but they're good players. I think but they're amazing. I don't think they're there yet. I don't think they're there yet. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, I think it is, it is smart for them just to get, you know, a little experience and like, get advice from the coaches and see see how they um, see how they fare. I guess. Um, but uh, no, I don't think I don't think they're going to be in the draft in uh, this year upcoming. So,
0: I agree with you. I really don't think that they're quite draft ready, and by that I mean they haven't reached their full potential. What Jay Wright has done with that team and with the players that he's had is tremendous. They're really taking progress over the last five years. Their record is absurd. Uh, They're the best team in college history with wins and loss record within the last five years. Most points in that span. Not only does he bring in three-point players, he brings in players that buy into his system. It's pretty hard to buy into a system. I mean, being Sixers fans, we've all bought into the process, but... Imagine year after year after year convincing these kids not to go to Kentucky, UNC, Duke. That's hard to do, and with the players that he even gets, even if they're four star or three star, for some reason they still turn out to be all stars.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, he, he takes he takes three stars and four stars recruits and makes them into really good players, and they just like you said, they buy into the to the system and. Um, they're just, I don't know. He, Jay Wright is probably just, right now, he's one of the best coaches in college basketball. So I, I think a lot of guys are understanding that and they're, they're buying into his system, like you he said. He's a great developer, and I think he's one of the best developing uh, head coaches in the NCAA right now. Three, and four star recruits going there, buying into the system, and it just develops their game. You saw where Mikhail Bridges at was at. Was at two years ago. Yeah. He got a lot of playing time, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't as good as he was this this season. He was outstanding this year, and he's probably going to be a lottery pick now.
0: I would love for him to come to the Sixers, by the way. I think that that kid has so much potential. He fills in a hole that we need with that perimeter shot. He plays excellent defense. That's something that this team... He's a good fit. He's a good fit. With Marco Bellinelli and Ersan Eliasova, I think we fill that hole pretty well. But at the same time, wouldn't it be nice to have another young prospect standing right next to Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, hopefully Markel Fultz when he's back and playing full-time. Um, I, I get that he's playing now, but he's not playing to the capability he, that is, he could. Yeah. He's not ready. He's not ready. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm hoping he develops. Uh, we've had conversations in the past about, like, could he be a bust? We don't know yet. But
1: You just got to think, he's only 19 years old. Yeah. He's only 19, he's still young, and he's still getting used to being in the nba and what it's about and all that you know
0: with getting used to knowing what it's about yeah i I understand you and i get that he's young he has plenty of development ahead of him but when you're picked with the number one overall pick i get that not every player expected to i get not every player You're expected to be performed not everyone's ben simmons but he
1: should be performing not every number one pick is ben simmons or lebron james Or an Anthony Davis, right? Yeah, there are busts out there. I'm not saying he's a bust yet, but he's like I said, he's only 19. It all it all comes down to the the games that he missed because he he missed so much time. He missed so much. Like I I guess he he was he was learning when he was on the bench, but it's just the same thing with Ben Simmons. Like last year, it's so much different of when you're on the court. And he's been he's missed a lot of time and like I I think you're right uh, Bert when you say he it, it, and he's in a big moment now because now he's in the playoffs so I think and Brett Brown kind of understood that and he kind of put T J McConnell in there just to you know because they need more um, like efficiency so and you see you see that like throughout the series he kind of Marco Fultz has got less and less play time
0: yeah. Do you think that more players should do what Spellman and DiVincenzo are doing? And if this is what they're doing, testing the waters, do you think that's a more viable option? This way they get teams' opinions on what they actually have to correct, on how they can grow as a player, and then actually reach that first-round potential?
1: Maybe the NBA just needs to change the rule, or the NCAA, whatever, whoever controls that sort of thing. Maybe you, Maybe have players stay more... Or have like stay a couple more years to develop their game so there won't be players that are busts, and they are they are considering that, so I don't know. I guess we'll have to say. I mean, I know players want to be in the NBA as soon as possible because their backgrounds aren't that, that great com- coming in, but I don't know. It's just maybe they should just change the rule where they need to play. Play more years, have more years in college.
0: Yeah, and everyone's arguing that the NCAA is just siphoning off of these kids, making money off of them. Like, they're it's an unfair thing to say because when you look at it, not every school is ten thousand dollars a year. When you look at schools like Villanova and Marquette, even they're private schools. Their tuition is sixty thousand dollars a year, and that's just going up. That's an education that can last forever, and something I like that Mikhail Bridges and Jalen Brunson did. They're graduating on time. They just took a liberal arts degree. Did Brunson
1: graduate early? Graduated in three years. Yeah,
0: he's graduating in three years. So So is McHale. So is McHale. They're doing the same exact thing. Jay Wright has had them buy into school just as much as he's had them buy into playing. To thrive on that campus must be something else. Those kids, they don't really seem like they're your typical all-star either. They want to go out and just prove to the world that they're good when they know that they're good. They're humble, they don't really brag, but they are really exciting to watch, and I really hope they all have great NBA careers.
1: Well, to go back on your point about if they, sh- if more people should do this, um, <clears throat> I think if you're if you're on the cusp of like, like if you're if you're in a position like Dante Divincenzo and Mark Stillman, I think you I think you take advantage of um, of doing that and just getting a, the opinion of like NFL. NFL, NBA, uh, coaches and stuff, and, and just see where, see where you're at. Like if you if you're like I said, like if you're on the cusp, just, just test the waters. And if you're not if you're not ready, then you're not ready, and you can go back to school for a year. Yeah, they don't have they don't have to declare. They can just they can just do that and yeah, they see have where a, they're at. They know?
0: have a deadline to back out, which is what I really yeah. do like about it. I, I think that they're doing the right thing, and I really hope that they don't jump in. the NBA draft I really hope they don't jump in that ship too early Um, we've seen that happen in the past when you think about Malik Waynes Villanova he was way too early gone he could have been so good in the NBA had he developed more it's tough I think that they're going to make the right decision I think Jay Wright is the right leader to help them make that decision he's even quoted as saying if Mikhail came back he'd kick him out himself as a joke because he was ready you don't hear Jay Wright saying that about everybody about Jalen, about Mikhail, they're ready. They're proven leaders. Jalen Brunson won how many player of the year awards for. Um, it's all about talent at that moment. They're showing potential to be greats in the NBA. They're not showing that full talent yet. And I'm not saying they don't have it. I'm saying they have the opportunity to make it happen, which they should take
1: upon. I think just, I, I think Divincenzo is just he's he's kind of he's riding high right now because of that national championship performance.
0: The same thing happened with Chris Jenkins though. Knocked down that three, and all of a sudden got national attention everywhere, and not in the NBA right now. Um, yeah, you're right. He's riding high. He had one heck of a performance there. That was a uh, that was really fun to watch. I, I don't think I've ever seen a player go off like that in a championship game in my life. Then again, the regular season will tell. He's young. He was a redshirt because of an injury. He still has a couple years left. Don't rush anything because that's the thing. Young people like to move fast, they want to keep going. He shouldn't. Let it ride and keep showing. If you keep showing those flashes of power and potential, you will make it. There's no question. There never has been. But don't rush it because you'll just end up like. As much as I hate to say it, Dougie McBuckets, that dude was so good. He could have stayed an extra year with eligibility, I believe. He was a senior but could have stayed for his masters. I don't really think that it would have helped. He doesn't play defense. Dante plays defense. And he has a killer three.
1: For some players it just wasn't meant to be in the NBA. You know, it was just they're just they're just role players, bottom line, playing simple. DiVincenzo and Spellman have more time need have more time to develop, and they should take that time and develop more.
0: Yeah, no, Spellman. If he stays one more year, I think
1: he'll he'll be fine. Yeah, one one season for Spellman, I think, will be good. But he has more. So yeah, yeah, he, he should definitely take advantage. I don't know why he he fits the mold of
0: the modern NBA. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: big man that can shoot threes, can still rebound a ton, really tough presence in the in the center like position. He's just really good. We'll see how it goes. It's all relative, and hey, I'm looking forward to next year already. I can't believe March is over.
1: It's sad. I know, I know. <laughs> it is really sad. Yeah. I mean, no, my March is probably the best time of the year. My bracket was gone. Bracket, <laughs> <One>. was, bracket <laughs> after, UMBC, early after UMBC won, it was over. Yeah, for, like for, for everyone. everyone, I think. <laughs> <laughs> everyone,
0: <yeah>. Golden Retrievers.
1: <laughs> I had a cousin that went there, so I was kind of pulling for him, so... <laughs>
0: Was, he was probably partying. I can't believe Virginia lost. That's incredible. <laughs> the number, um, one number one overall. overall. <laughs> I never thought I'd see today a 16. They lost by
1: 22, which was, it was even, re- more sh- even more shocking.
0: <laughs> Crazy. But with the NCAA season over, let's not focus too much time on it. Um, how about this? Get a load of the Phillies right now. These guys can't be stopped. They just swept the Pirates in four games. Uh, recently, Jake Arrieta was gunning it. Seven innings pitched, one hit, ten strikeouts. Aaron Nola, my lord. But Oduble Herrera, after being benched for opening day, he's hitting three twenty three, I believe, maybe more. Every single clutch opportunity I've seen him in, I've watched him in this year, he's come through. What do you guys take on that? Do you think that that was the motivation that he needed to actually get his game up to his full potential or do you think that he was just angry and wanted to prove to the rest of the world I don't I don't belong on the bench?
1: Uh I think he was he was definitely upset and he de- he said that to he said that to Gabe Kaplan. He's like he said opening day I should not be on the bench. I should be starting every every game. Now it, it's tough with Gabe Kapler because you know he's that guy who, who likes to interchange players, and he does he does it with uh, Scott Kingery. So, it, it's tough, but he, I think O'Double's taking advantage of the situation, and he's like, "All right, listen, I'm I'm gonna play my butt off," and he has, and he's been he's like you said he's been killing it, and it, it the Phillies are just fun to watch right now. Finally, young team, young coach. I think Gabe Kapler. That was it. Was a good move. One of his one of his first good moves. I mean, you know, opening day. It wasn't. He wasn't. He pulled Nola too
0: early. Early in the season, Gabe Kapler was a very frowned upon man in the city of Philadelphia. Absolutely,
1: as he should be. That's the way the city of Philadelphia is. You expect to be a solid team. I mean, they're not like Houston Astros good, but they're not they're World Series <laughs> contenders. Exactly.
0: No, and it's still early in the year, but they're showing but what Philly they can expects be. expects
1: the best. Out of every, every out of everyone, I know. I, yeah, I don't know. the The Phillies this year were supposed to be good, or like solid at least, decent, decent, decent. Not as bad as they were, right? But they are riding high right now, and I they are definitely fun to watch. A team like the Pirates, a team that they should have swept, they did. Tough team in Arizona coming up, but mm-hmm. it's still early in the season as well. But they're looking good. And I'm I'm am su- really surprised. I'll tell you what, though, Arizona's gonna be tough. Arizona is a tough team. They have really good pitching.
0: See, I think the Phillies. It's a
1: good first test. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly. Yeah. Their, their hitting has been phenomenal. Yeah, they haven't really faced good pitching. Right. So far this season, right. this is their first big test. And yeah. I can't wait to see what that's happens. A good point. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's exactly what I was going to get into. With the NL East, other than the Mets, it's pretty weak. The Nationals too, but. Nationals are on another level in that division
1: The Braves are going to sort of surprise a lot of people I think yeah, I think so too I agree with you. yeah. uh,
0: They're young too They're young and up and coming Just like the Phillies are yeah, Not a lot of people see that They're kind of sliding under the radar They're loading up prospects And making Jose Bautista like signings um,
1: <laughs> They signed Ryan Howard a few years back When he was washed up too So <laughs> yeah, the, Braves are, the Braves tend to do that I guess <laughs> I don't
0: know yeah, I mean, If it works it works I, I guess they really didn't spend that much money on him So what's it matter? It's going to be fun. This year is going to be really good. I think there can be some trade deadline moves for pitching. The back end of the rotation is a little rough some bullpen still. bullpen help maybe. The bullpen help definitely. Um the bullpen's far from complete, but they do have enough to work with. Yeah, There's I mean like, Nisha, Victor Arano. Yeah, Nisha's coming back.
1: Arano's been unbelievable. I mean I mean every batter he's gotten out so far I think it is.
0: No, there was uh someone yeah, it, just re- nobody I don't think anyone got a hit off of him.
1: You walk somebody. But
0: uh, there was an error, Kingery. Ah. Kingery overthrew the ball Damn. and pulled Carlos <laughs> Santana off the bag, <laughs> and that was the first base runner for, Verano. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's crazy though. I mean, and I and you got still got Nieshek out. Hunter is just just coming back. I think I think he's back now. So yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah. If 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 we're good enough, I think we can. I think the only thing we really need, like you said, is, is back end bullpen help. Just bullpen in general. I think and some i think some rotation as well back in rotation back in rotation yeah even though pivetta i think is playing performing
0: good well, enough yeah but Pavetta's performing well to get
1: us wins when he when he pitches i think and and i mean i i know not a lot of people don't like velasquez but the last couple starts he's been he's been pretty good the like the first couple starts he was he was not he's good. been better than what he was he's in inconsistent past. he's inconsistent. very consistent it yeah. doesn't he doesn't pitch deep in the games which we do need because there's no bullpen there.
0: Now, with not pitching late into the games, does it matter with Gabe Kapler if he's going to still pull people with 70 pitches? Jake Arietta Jake Arietta was throwing a one hitter with 10 strikeouts, and I think he had 80 pitches and pulled him in the seventh. He could have easily thrown a complete game. The Phillies that's, were up by a lot. They were up by a lot. I
1: think that's that kind of plays. That's probably, yeah. That's definitely what it was. That they were up by. They were They're up, up by seven. They're up big.
0: They won seven. Up so that's what five days of rest is for, though. It's not like he was throwing 140 pitches for a complete game. Yeah, but if you
1: don't, if you don't need him to go a full game, why would you do it? Why not? Because you don't need him. You don't need him that extra work. Sure, you get a five. You get a five game rest. Get game. guys in your bullpen extra work. Right. I don't, Jake Gary doesn't need it. You got. he yeah, knows what he knows. So what he's doing. You have a young bullpen that need experience. Why not get him experience in a in a in a seven run lead, no less, with one hit. So, I think that, that plays into the that plays into it. Why?
0: With Tommy Hunter back, who got sent down? Hobie Milner, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think you're right. So that was who was, who was really underperforming. So yeah, I
0: mean, he deserved to get demoted. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that that's the thing too. Demotions isn't really that big of a deal. We'll see him again. Oh not yeah, like we won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's That'll got something to work on. There's gonna be going. someone
1: getting injured again. Hopefully not, but plus he's a lefty, which we don't, yeah. which we rarely have in our bullpen. So.
0: I mean, when you think about the emotions too, think about Ramos. He got sent down early last year after struggling, comes yep. back and throws what 27 and a 27 innings, yeah. bunch of strikeouts, 2.7 ERA. That's what they're for. Some players just get mad that they're sent down and just never perform again. These guys are all young. They should be getting sent down if they have something wrong. Yep. I think that the most underperforming Philly isn't actually in the bullpen. I think it's still J.P. Crawford. Uh, I think he's hitting 180-something right now. It's still early. a few
1: games where he was doing fine, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe you put him on the bench just to...
0: I think he's ready. I just think that he might be slumping, and at the beginning of a career, that's not something that a young player wants to have. It's not uncommon, though. There's the veteran leadership there to guide him through it. I I wouldn't hate seeing him bench for a game or two just to kind of collect his thoughts. That, that's just standard process.
1: I well, mean, we, Gabe Kapler plays Kingery shortstop some games too, so.
0: He's got to pick a position for Kingery and just leave him be. <sighs> what Move him around to everywhere? That's stupid.
1: I think for now— Because I think Kingery's in a position now where you can do that with him. If you If you want him in the lineup every day, you know, like— he's going to have a he's going to have a position eventually
0: and, yeah but
1: it should you have other players there now that can can play every day Kingery is kinger is still young and he he's he's in a position where he can do that he can play he can, he Everywhere. can spell yeah i, I he can it. spell some guys on uh, on certain days i think now Kingery's okay with it just because he's a young he's guy. He doesn't he's care. And he's in the majors. majors. Right, he's, he just came he's, up to the he's, majors. He's in the he's in the huge,
0: huge deal. Huge deal, yeah. That's the first time I've ever seen someone <laughs> yeah, that, that young that sign peculiar. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess they saw the potential that he had.
1: Oh, yeah, he, he has potential 100%. He, I, I think you're right in saying it's kind of tough because he, he will eventually have a position. I think he'll play second base mm-hmm. for us. I like
0: that. That's, just, that's exactly what I Hernandez think say. Hernandez, I
1: don't think is the future. It depends. This team. No, on, I think it's good that Hernandez is having a good year so far. Right. It's good trade bait for us.
0: I agree to on maybe that. Maybe
1: get that bullpen. To maybe get a pitcher in, in the bullpen or another starter. And it all depends on how we do continuing on. Like if we start struggling, then maybe you know we don't we don't try to like buy uh, buy players. You know, if we start struggling, then maybe start to sell player. I don't know. It's just it all depends on, on what we do should, moving forward, yeah. and it, it all depends on what Hernandez is, and what he does and continues to do d- moving forward as well. So They shouldn't buy too early because they're still kind of in rebuild mode. They're showing promise, but they shouldn't give up their best players for...
0: They shouldn't for, be sellers. They shouldn't, they shouldn't,
1: they shouldn't be sellers sell at the trade or, deadline. They shouldn't trade anybody right now, I think. I mean...
0: But being Doesn't a buyer is different than being a seller. If they have young potential and they don't need to fill a hole, why not try to look for someone who could be another veteran leader in that pitching rotation? There are people that are towards the end of their careers Don't give up now. too much
1: for a guy. That's, that's all I'm saying.
0: There are people that are closer to the end of their careers now that can add to the rotation. Uh, if you look at people like, think about it, like CC Sabathia in New York. Is he what he used to be? No. Not at all. What's he there for? Veteran leadership. That's it. And as long as he can get five innings a game, that's all they're asking of him as a fifth man. The Phillies should look for someone like that that wouldn't be expensive for a trade, wouldn't have to give up a ton of prospects for, that can still add to the team and the mentality of winning. It should be someone who's had playoff experience. It should be someone that can show these guys how to actually play in the playoffs. The playoffs are a whole different animal in baseball. Every single pitch is exciting.
1: Yeah, the last couple of years you saw the Cubs had David Ross. Yep, he was their veteran leader. Last year it was Carlos Beltran for the Houston for the Astros, and also Brian McCann too. Yeah, they both played that role. So you're seeing a lot more with teams going deep into the playoffs, and yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think you do need that veteran leader, whoever it may be. I think. I mean, I don't. I guess it doesn't necessarily need to be a pitcher, but for us, for the Phillies, I think it can be the, a pitcher because well, we need it for one. Mm-hmm. And, and, and go back to your point with CC Sabathia. It's kind of tough for the Phillies now to do that because they don't have the bullpen like the Yankees do. That's true. So I think you get bullpen help first. Then you see about getting a veteran leader who only goes about five, six innings. Then, and then you can have your bullpen come in and finish up the job. So I, I don't think the Phillies are there yet with, uh, with the bullpen, but I think it's easily, uh, it's easily fixed.
0: I agree. It is an easy fix to have. It's an ideal situation to be in. Oh, yeah. The team's in such a great position. Yeah. They're... Think about all of Philadelphia. Every Philly sports team right now is in a good position. Even though the Flyers had, like, that – well, I don't want to talk about it. They're the young. Pre- depressing loss. They're young. Yep. They have two top 20 picks in the draft coming up. The Sixers, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Markel Fultz, another lottery pick, and then, what, pick number 20-something? something yeah. That's going to be incredible for the future. The Eagles.
1: Hopefully 30 for the Sixers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I doubt it, but, yeah. <laughs>
0: The Eagles are the Eagles are incredible. That Super Bowl win kinda of revived this city. We needed it.
1: Especially all the sports teams too. It revived all the sports teams and how they play. They are just playing not for I guess for the Eagles, but they're trying to duplicate what they did. And it's 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 really fun to watch. Yeah, with it, all those It's definitely played an effect on every Philadelphia team. Yeah. And I think all the managers and coaches have have kind of replicated what they're doing behind what Doug Peterson has done for the Eagles. So, uh, yeah, it, it, I think it's definitely put an effect on all the Philadelphia teams.
0: I think that the Eagles have revived what the word team means.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: They've time and time again shown that the Eagles, the team itself, is more important than the individual. They play together. Brandon Brooks just took a pay cut for Nick Foles to get more money because, quote unquote, he deserved it. Who well, he does, does that? Definitely, he, he definitely. does. He, does. he does. does. Oh, he does. But Absolutely. Like, who does that? If you're an individual getting paid for what you do, and you're just like, you know what, he deserves it. A Pro Bowler, no
1: less. Yeah. Who has one, one of, of the, the... sacks in like 2016? 2016. 2016, yeah. <laughs> one of the one best of the players p- on our team, a Pro Bowler, is taking a pay cut for a backup quarterback who has once the Super. Bowl. Probably one of the best. Offensive linemen, not just guards. Offensive linemen in the NFL.
0: It's incredible, and that attitude is going into the Sixers with the process. Joel They're M- playing like a team. Joel Embiid is an
1: animal. I know. They, they, and they. The best thing about Simmons and Embiid too is they love this city. They would do anything for the fans, and well, I guess that's every that's every player really when they get drafted by. By the, by the team, but...
0: You don't everyone, see the same relationship everyone, yeah, with the city that yeah. you do from Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. I think it all roots back to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid actually does love this city. It's crazy. You'll see him walking around just being a goof. That's what he is on Twitter, too. Uh, he has such a personality. That's what the city needed. When was the last time we saw a personality like that on the Sixers?
1: AI? I think the AI had more negative effects towards the Sixers though from like his background or what he was doing with gambling and all that Mm. and there was points in his earlier life that kind of like caught up with him in the end but Embiid has more of a positive vibe on has more of a positive vibe on this city than what AI did
0: yeah I agree it's exciting over the next couple years I cannot wait this is going to be great, but with all that being covered, let's move on to our boy Chip over here with Chip's choices. So with all the games coming up and the draft, what we got?
1: All right, so let's just let's let's continue with the Sixers theme and uh, talk about Game Five. And I think it's going to be, I think mean, it's not, it's going to be another close game, but I think the Sixers have got this in the bag. So. They're, I mean, they're obviously favored, big. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I have the Sixers. It's gonna be a close game, but yeah, obviously I have the Sixers. So,
0: and you think it's just gonna be as physical? Um, how much do you think the Sixers are gonna win by? Like,
1: um, it will be physical. Yeah. Um, Over under two technical fouls this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there could there could be some technical fouls. I'm not gonna lie. The Heat are not going down without a fight. That's all. I mean.
0: Kelly Olynyk has the most punchable on the, face in this in this
1: <laughs> Kelly Olynyk, Justice Winslow, they may even James Johnson, they yeah. may even be more physical because they're on the brink of elimination. Yeah. So, they're gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough fight, it's gonna be a battle. I think Anderson's gonna play again? I like that. I like, I like that, that a lot. A lot oh, dude. yeah. He's, he's Anderson, good. Anderson and McConnell, yeah. He brought that physicality to the heat. Same with McConnell. I think they should have played McConnell more on Dragic because of mcconnell's heat. aggressiveness
0: mcconnell's uh, no pun intended there his heat is fire he yeah really, he really has it i mean i get he's a processor he's probably he's still going to be on the team next year but he's going to see diminished playing time
1: yeah
0: um he does bring a presence to the court that you don't see from a lot of players he's a small guy um he doesn't have a great jump shot but he is physical and i think that matches up well with the heat like you're saying they're going to play physical so we need to bring it to them too the only thing I hated was Justin Anderson and Dwayne Wade
1: going at it. Oh, yeah.
0: That was so stupid.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, Dwayne Wade, he initiated the contact. and He, he, got, got, he got a superstar call. Yeah, he did. And, he did. and, he, and he's been getting that throughout all the, the whole series. He went, the, the Ben Simmons screen, everyone was saying when, when Dwayne Wade, uh, he, he flopped, I guess. That was a good screen by Simmons. They were just calling because that happened right after the Covington and uh, Simmons and Johnson feud that happened. So that was an that was another call, and uh, he got away with a few walks. I think the Sixers got away with a few walks too. But yeah, there's been a couple missed calls, a couple uh, like All Star calls or whatever they're called, like mm-hmm. you said. So yeah, it's I don't know. It was just the, I I I liked the Simmons. Uh, the Simmons uh, screen though it was clean I think <laughs> that was aggressive. It was, it was a great screen though. That was
0: aggressive. It, I like it. I Don't like get me it me wrong yeah. but that was feisty. It he was, was like, I ain't taking this no more. But he put a wall right. Up. But it
1: was a good screen. He didn't like. He didn't move forward at all.
0: He just stood there. He stood
1: there and blo- and screamed. Dwayne Wade and Dwayne Wade flopped. I mean, he wasn't a flop, but
0: he just ran into a he, brick yeah, wall. That's a, it. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Ben Simmons is an animal. If he develops a perimeter shot, I'm scared. I'm scared.
1: For Every, everyone,
0: everyone else should be scared. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> scared for the league. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be so good. Between him and Embiid, oh, oh yeah. man. This city, this city's looking, looking hot. <laughs> looking hot. All right. Cool. So with the NFL draft, though. What well, we got there? So, with, do you really think that the Eagles are going to trade out? Do you think that they're going to
1: stay? I think it's it, it, it's it's definitely a possibility for the for the Eagles to trade out. They they were talking the uh, the Browns. I think have been the biggest one. There's also like the Cardinals or something like that. But if they do take this pick, there there's a bunch of guys you can go with. Um, you can definitely you can go corner because you get you need nickel corner now. You lost Robinson. You lost Worley with that whole scandal going on. That was
0: that was unav- that was avoidable.
1: It was it was very avoidable. But now there's a need at nickel corner. You can go with guys like uh, Mike Hughes out of uh, Central Florida, I believe it is. You guys with uh, Jair Alexander from Louisville, and uh, there's this, there's a kid from uh, LSU. Who I like Dante Jackson. They're all really small. They're all small guys, which which is fine for a nickel corner. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I like all three of those guys for corner, but uh, there's also some talks at linebacker. There's also some talks at uh, there's also talks at uh, t- uh, tackle. I think, but I'm gonna look at the linebacker spot. There's two guys who I really like who who could who could be there. I'm not saying they will be, but they could be there. There's there's a uh, Leighton Vander Esch from Boise State. He's he's a big guy. He's really strong, and I think that's what the Eagles are kind of looking at at linebacker because. They're, they're looking to trade Kendricks, who is a smaller guy. He's kind of faster, mm-hmm. which I don't really get because Kendricks is a good linebacker. But I guess they're looking for a bigger guy. So I, I like uh, Vander from Boise State. Yeah, he's, he's a great player, really strong, athletic, long, and uh, he, he's been he's been he won he won a lot of titles in high school. It says here I'm looking at NFL.com by the way. So um, so yeah, and there's this other guy from Alabama. Rashawn Evans, I like a lot too. Another big, strong guy. He's six three, pretty fast for and he's he's a he's a. And now, where do you, where do you project
0: point. them to trade to? Like early second.
1: If if they trade with the Browns, yeah, I uh well, it depends on what the, I think the Browns have, well, they have a bunch of picks. I think the yeah, they have. they
0: have a ton. So they, they have room.
1: Yeah, if if um I if mean, they this, trade with, the Browns, yeah, if they trade with the Browns, I think early second round, maybe a third round pick.
0: Now I, I know we this, don't have
1: a second or third round pick as of, as of now.
0: I know this is kind of like taboo to talk about, but do the Eagles think about trading up to get Saquon Barkley? I don't think they do. Uh, I, I say no. I, I say no as well, yeah. but it is something to keep in mind.
1: I think they don't have enough ammunition to go and get a guy like Saquon Barkley, a yeah. guy that's going to be in the top five, maybe top ten, depending on how the teams draft who trades up. top, off. top all, five. He's going to be top five. Yeah. Also you saw as of last year with the running backs that were taken in the second third and fourth round guys like Alvin Kamara guys like Dalvin cook I think there's gonna there's guys like that in this year's draft as well and I think you, sleepers they're, uh, yeah, yeah sleepers. they're all sleepers for sure yeah and there's definitely there's definitely some of them in this draft like there's this guy uh, Ronald Jones from USC who I think is gonna be a good good player um, I really like Sony Michelle Sony Michelle from, Michel from Georgia I like him I like Nick Chubb too. Yeah. So there's a lot of running backs there that I like Darius Giles a lot. He's but, yeah. But I don't think he's gonna be there when the Eagles pick a 32. Projecting him to go first round, right? Yeah. Jeez. I like Darius Giles a lot, but I don't think he's gonna be there for the Eagles. So
0: hopefully, I mean that that's what we can do. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's, I, I'm, I, I'm excited. I'm,
1: but the Eagles the Eagles don't need a running back right now. I think that more more line, more linebacker, and like you said, a nickel corner. Well, if we do trade with the Browns or whoever. And if we get like a second or third round pick, I think we can go running back, and I think there's gonna be a sleeper in there.
0: Now, <laughs> this is a funny choice. What do you think of the NFL's choice to have the draft in Dallas? <laughs> I
1: I don't know. Philly. Philly did, was they should have did it they should have did it in Philly again this year. Yeah. It was That was it the was best ever. Su- yeah, it was such a success and a lot Ooh. of people showed up, and the Art Museum was a great spot. You you walk the steps of the Art Museum to go. To up to the commissioner, get your jersey and hat and get drafted. I thought it was I thought it was a good thing, but I guess the NFL just wants uh, the diversity to, yeah, diversity, I guess. I don't know.
0: But I can't wait when they I'm call us at, up there I'm Super Bowl at, champion, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> yep. select in that's Dallas. That's gonna be great in Dallas. Be, oh man, that, it's that's gonna, gonna be glorious. <laughs> that is gonna be glorious. Uh, well, since the NFL season is off season, let's get back to the Sixers a little bit. So, with the physicality of this, uh, the Heat against the Sixers, like, what is your choice of the thing that they're doing that is the most frustrating? What are they playing as that just kind of like just grinds your gears?
1: The Heat. Yeah, the Heat. Um, I don't know. I mean. They're being they're being physical, like we said earlier, and...
0: Are they being physical?
1: It's kind of... It, it, it's a good thing for the Heat, I think. Do you? Do you think it's a good thing for the I'm Heat? I think you're taking it a little too far, I think. I think it's a good thing for the Sixers. I think the Heat are being just completely out of... I don't want to say out of character, but I don't want to... They are not. They're playing physical. I get for a young with a young Sixers team. The Sixers are handling it well. Oh, but Justice Winslow. Oh, he's getting um, mad. Justice Winslow. Here we
0: go. Oh man, we got our he's man. He's on here. my hit
1: list this week. Oh, oh he's we getting red because he we got him. Tried. He tried so hard to get Embiid out of that game by stepping on his. uh, The lens. Was the lens, I guess? Yeah. The lens of the glasses. He went out of his way. Joel Embiid had the perfect response saying, Little did they know, I have like 50 of them. (laughs) And that was... He's he's a great troller. He loves to troll people. And that was just awesome. But anyway, Justice Winslow, just such a dumb move on his part. And... I think it just pissed off the entire Sixers team even more. It fueled the flat fire, I think. Oh, yeah. So, Justice Winslow, you you are on the butthurt burst hit list this week. (laughs) Just Justice Winslow? Not Dwayne Wade? James Johnson? Kelly Olenek? None of those guys? The whole T-team. I think their attitude this entire series has just been... It's been... Frustrating frustrating to watch because just, I just want to see basketball. I don't want to see people pushing and shoving. I want to see, like, a physicality is good, yes. It's a young Sixers team. It's their first playoff appearance. A, there's a bunch of veterans on the on the heat, and it's just not working for them. And it's great to watch because the Sixers just keep winning. Even keel, and, baby. I'm gonna I be, know. I'm going to be honest, it's, though. Game four, I was surprised the Sixers came 27 back. Twenty-seven turnovers for the Sixers. Yeah, that was uh, that was a rough game for the Sixers. But yeah, it's just
0: Olynyk throwing elbows, Dwayne Wade pulling Anderson down to the floor. James
1: uh, Johnson, how was that a double tech? James Johnson on going after Ben Simmons Wade. for no reason when it was Covington yeah. who did it. Covington f- had a flagrant fell, obviously on Goran and James Johnson goes after our best player Ben Simmons. Why? Why do that?
0: To get him kicked out of the game. He thinks he's young and he's going to fall for it. Ben
1: Simmons didn't
0: though, which was
1: which was very smart. Yes. Yeah. Intelligent. Very smart yeah. sports. Sports play. Sports, sports. <laughs> sports. <laughs> All right, guys, relax. Um <laughs> but I the Sixers in this series though have shown that they belong one. They've opened a lot of people's eyes, I think. They belong in this league. Yep. As a three. As a as a three seed. Yep. And two, they look like a bunch of veterans just handling this, all this drama. It's drama what the Heat are trying to put on the Sixers. So they're handling it well, and the Sixers will win this series easily. Tonight they're going to win easily. beats first home game. Home playoff game. Home playoff game. And I think he's gonna kill it tonight. Yep, I think he's gonna have a breakout game. Cause he had a, he had a real bad offensively. He had a real bad game in game four. He's only like fourteen points. He was like two of nine from the field. I think. So yeah, I, I, MB's gonna come out with he's gonna come out with fire. Hundred percent. Definitely gonna come out with fire and the Sixers. I think win tonight easily. Handedly. I he heard it here first. Handedly. Think, heard it here first. I don't folks. know about it. It's gonna be close, but I think they win. Yeah.
0: That's banging. I, I really think that it's gonna be an exciting game. It's gonna
1: be a great game. Yeah.
0: I cannot wait. Uh, this is going to be so much fun. I mean, the intensity that they're coming out and playing with has just been something that we've needed. We haven't had in four years. Mm. Coming off of such. This it is pathetic, but.
1: Coming <laughs> off of these. wins two years ago, 52 wins this year, and on the brink of getting to the second round of the NBA playoffs. Crazy. Now, I have a question for you boys. Okay. To channel off of what I just said. They win tonight. Yeah. Who would you rather play? In the second round, it's a tough call, right? Yeah, the Celtics and the Bucks, I think, are evenly Equal. matched right now because yeah. now if Kyrie was in this series,
0: I would rather play the Bucks, right? Yes, obviously, but with Kyrie out, I think that they're evenly matched
1: with the Celtics. Yes, I
0: think that the Boston rivalry revival. Would, would be, be much more yes. fun to watch mm, than the Sixers absolutely, playing the Bucks. Absolutely I want to see more people hate Boston. <laughs> in Philadelphia, we used to hate the Celtics. Out of nowhere, no one doesn't. Does well, yeah, everyone <laughs> hates Boston, but we need that rivalry back. Yeah, that rivalry is fire. I think it's better
1: for the NBA ratings too.
0: Yeah, it's one of the best. Rival- it used it to be one of the best this rivalries. Rivalry in sports. is going to
1: be rekindled, no doubt about it, because they are two young teams. And it's gonna be it's gonna be Boston and Philadelphia in the just East, going yeah. at it and again, yeah, They're killing it, just like the '80s with the the Sixers and the Celtics Dr. And with Jerry, Larry Bird. Yep, that's and exactly. Those, those were the times when the NBA was probably the best. We like, have the throwback libraries. song. Yeah, <laughs> we have the throwback
0: song. We might as well throw back to old rivalries.
1: So is a catchy song. By it the way. is great. It's really great catchy. Song. Song. Great, great song. Great song.
0: <laughs> Here they come. <laughs> All right, so. Do we have anything else to really cover today? I think we... Yeah,
1: I think we covered it. A- Bert
0: was butthurt. But- we got our choices in. <laughs> got a load of a lot. I mean, this week's been really eventful in sports. It's been a
1: big week for big sports. Big sports week this week, so everybody tune in. Everybody tune in. And tune but, into the show, too.
0: <laughs> definitely. I think that's about all we need to cover for today. So with that being said, please take some time to visit us at phlsportsnation.com where new articles are uploaded daily from all of our amazing contributors. Make sure to like and follow Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, and Flyers Nations on Facebook and Twitter and catch our articles respectfully under Ryan Michaels, 18 for Phillies Nation, Christopher Tiernan for Eagles Nation, and Robert Tiernan for Sixers Nation. The bandwagon lets off here for the week, but we'll see you at the next stop.